Welcome to Fountain of Life Worship Center's podcast. We're glad you're here with us today. Today you will hear a message previously recorded from our pastor, youth pastor, or a guest speaker. Join us as we know God, grow in God, and go with God today. Let's jump into the message. thankful for your presence. You said that where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom, there's liberty. God, every hindrance, every stronghold, all those things have to flee in Jesus' name. This praise team has prepared the table for your word. And God, the, the word is so meaty. And I'm asking you today as we prepare ourselves for a move of God, as we prepare ourselves for renewal, for resurgence, for revival, that the words spoken in this place this morning would prepare our hearts for that very thing. God, Revival is always followed by repentance. And many times we use the word repentance and we tie that to a lost person coming and receiving you. But God, I believe so many 
so many that have made decisions for you long ago. God, there's things in our life that have weighted us down. There's sin, there's weight that has so easily beset us. It's entangled us. God, there are people, maybe even under the sound of my voice this morning, that there's things in their life that have them so tangled that they come into this place this morning and they find it hard to lift their hands. They find it hard to lift their voice. They find it hard to even get out of their seat. But this day, you've come to set the captive free. That thing that the enemy has held over us for far too long, there is, therefore, now, no condemnation. God, allow forgiveness. Allow forgiveness and repentance to sweep this room. Let people feel grace. Let them feel your mercy. Let them experience your love. Let them experience peace this morning. God, you're not mad at us. You're not mad at us. Matter of fact, you're here today to rescue us.
Come. 
How many is thankful that he made a way of rescue? We could have all been lost in our sin with no hope, no help, no tomorrow. But I'm thankful that in February 1999, on a Sunday night, he threw a lifeline. <laughs> he threw a lifeline. God, again, we're thankful for your word. We're thankful for the presence that we feel in this place. But God, I'm asking you to bring an awareness to those things in our life where we're falling short. God, we say we want revival. If we want revival, it starts with repentance. So God, that is my prayer tonight, for this morning. Make us aware of those things that are holding us back and rescue us. In Jesus' name, amen. It is by grace and through faith that we find our rescue in Him. And if you want to turn to your Bibles, I'm going to go there in just a few moments, but we're going to be in Romans chapter 5. It is amazing to me that Jesus died for us in order to lift this burden from our shoulders and to make us right with God. It took Christ dying for us. And I say that again this week, and I, and I don't know if I, I just can't get that thought off of my mind that sin is a big deal. And we've treated it so lightly that it's not weighty anymore. But sin is weighty. It matters and it needs to be preached. We've gotten so scared to preach the important topics because we're so afraid that we're going to run people off. My prayer is it runs them to God. I cannot emphasize how weighty sin is. And the, to think that Christ had to die to lift the burden of sin off of me. And while we were yet sinners, while we were yet broken, we've been given this hope. And I've come to tell some people this morning, this hope will not disappoint you. We've been disappointed by so many things, so many people, but our hope, Jesus, will not disappoint us. Think about how helpless we truly are. Think about how, how helpless we truly are in this struggle against sin. If we don't have any, if we don't have Christ, we have no help. Nothing else. 
can deliver us from the snare of sin. Nothing else. He took it all. I cannot save myself. You cannot save yourself. Nate, you can't save me. You can't save your wife. You can't. We can't save anybody. The weight of both our sins and the sins of the world. And to think that, that, that Christ stood in my place. And he did it. While I was still sinning. And not thinking twice about it. It's amazing. We've, we've done nothing. And yet Christ has still paid the debt. We, we've done, we, there's, we're helpless when it comes to this thing called sin. But Christ has already paid the price for our sins. Thank you, God, for rescuing us from our, our, our sin and, and death. Thank you for stepping in and doing what only you can do. In the midst of our sin, he still chose salvation. Last week, we, we, we started talking about Romans, and we looked at chapter 1, and, and, and we talked about the, the main problems with sin. It alienates us and separates us from God, which is the worst of all. And once we're separated happy, the devil takes full advantage of that opportunity to discourage us and disrupt our lives. And the frightening reality of all this is, this arrangement is that we are all sinners. Romans chapter 3 verse 23 says, All of us have sinned and have fell short of the glory of God. All of us have experienced the pain of sin. All of us has, has felt and seen the pain of being alienated from God. All of us have, have seen the pain and the frustrations of a broken relationship with God. But here is the problem. We, we have this mindset that, that once we make this decision and say, Christ come into my heart, we, we kind of have this mindset that sin is no longer a big deal. I don't care how many times we've said and came to this altar. If we continue to sin, we are continuing to, uh, to, to, to make ourselves, to separate ourselves from God. If we continue to sin, we always will have a broken relationship with God. And this is why the gospel is such an unbelievably, it, it is such good news to people who will listen, to people who will believe. The old scripture that we all, probably every one of us, it was the first scripture we, let, we learned other than Jesus wept. John 3.16, for God 
so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. That It all hinges on that. The whole world, not a select few, not most of the world, not only the continent of North America, not just nice people, not just rich people, not just the ones that smell good. For God so loved the world. Christ died and did for us what we could not do for ourselves. I don't know if I want to preach or teach because I want us to get it. Happy he rescued me. He rescued you. Nate, he rescued you from sin and death. The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. If you got your Bibles, go with me to Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5, verse 1. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have obtained our introduction by faith into this grace in which we stand. And we exalt in hope of the glory of God. And not only this, but we also exalt in our tribulations, knowing that tribulations brings about perseverance. And perseverance, proven character. And proven character, hope. And hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has given to us. For while we were still helpless, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. For one will hardly die for a righteous man, though perhaps for the good man some would dare even to die. I love this part. But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That is one of the most amazing passages of scriptures in the Bible. Paul lays out all these these truths that are related to how, to how Jesus saves us from our sins. But there, there's things that I want us to kind of look at and, and, and talk about this morning, to, to, the, the, the rescue that takes place. How many likes watching the Coast Guard go in and rescue people? That's kind of us. When Jesus came down from heaven to save us, that Paul said the timing was just Right. He came down right in the middle of your chaos. He came down right in the middle of the chaos of earth. And Romans, they're in control of the Jews. The Jews were awaiting an arrival of a Messiah to come and save them. And then Jesus rolls on the scene. And he looks different than they thought he would. He acted different than they thought he would. Why? They were expecting power and glory 
and glamour and all these things. But he was coming to save his people from a greater issue than Roman oppression and Roman uh, occupation. Jesus came to save them from sin and death. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And here we are in 2023, and we're still chasing temporary highs. Here we are in 2023 and people still wanting nothing to do with God. Some of us thought we were, we were following Him. And I think God's making us aware that we're not. Oh boy. I was this kid that grew up without a dad. Was terribly angry at God. I was a mean kid. Had habits. But I'll never forget in my anger, in my resentment, in all these things, I'll never forget sitting in a back pew. And all the resentment and all the the words that came out of my mouth to him all started flooding my mind. And this little old gal that I did not know at that time would soon be my wife was on the stage. And they were singing a song, said the blood is still applied, the blood is still there. And I'll never forget the love that I had never felt before flood that place. And even when he was trying to love me, I still was resenting him. And I got up, and my intentions were to turn left and go out the door. But somewhere between getting up and going left, I went right and ended up in an altar. And I've never felt love like I felt that night. I don't even know what I said when I got to the altar. I don't even know if I said anything. All I know is that while I was yet a sinner, Christ died for me. God loved me enough, Adam, to save me. Paul on a road to torture and kill Christians. God shows up in the midst of his sin and shows him salvation. God loved you enough to save you. 
Now, I don't know about you, but when I look in the mirror, I see sin, I see faults, I see brokenness, and I think to myself, why in the world would God love this? That's one of the crucial factors in God's display of love. He loves us even though we're broken and sinful. God loves to put broken things back together. How many remembers those old models, cars, and things you used to get as a kid and had to put the tires on all the plastic and had to figure out and get all that model glue out and put all that? Man, listen, like I really thought I was going to like that one day. And I told my mom, I said, buy me that. I'm going to put that thing together. That thing, I opened it up, and I said, forget this. That car's broken. Too many pieces. And I think a lot of times we look at ourselves in the mirror, and we we think the same thing. Look at this. Too many pieces. But God loves to put broken things back together again. That's who he is. That's why he sent his son. He sent his son to restore us back into a relationship with him. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Like we, 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 us men, man, I'll die for my family. I'll die for this. I'll die, man, I'll die for the church. You won't even come to church. That's the only amen I got out of that right there. And it was, even the kid gave a quiet one. But we say that. And honestly, we mean well. But how many of us, honestly, is going to die for their family? Y'all men are still shaking your head, yes. That's a tough. I hope we never have to make that decision. But while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Why in the world would he love you, Nate? You're messed up, dude. But even broken as we are, he loved us enough. Paul, I mean, Paul even goes on to say, man, it would be hard enough for us to die for someone who's upright and righteous, who thinks like us and acts like us, maybe one of our friends, but a sinner? Somebody that doesn't want anything to even do with you? That's a different story. But guess what? That's our story. None of us wanted anything to do with him. None of us. And yet, he died for us. That's the whole story of of redemption. Look at verse 3 and 4. And knowing this, 
But we also exalt in our tribulations, knowing that tribulations brings about perseverance. And perseverance, proven character, and proven character, hope. And hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has who was given to us. Paul starts talking about our trials. You see, in this life, the Bible makes it very clear that you are going to experience numerous trials. We're going to go through stuff. But God uses every single one of them to strengthen our faith in Him. Look what James writes to his, to the church. He says in James chapter 1 verse 2 and 3, Consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. There seems to be Something about hard times that we face that allows us to experience this great amount of joy. James says it strengthens our faith. Paul said it strengthens our faith. Because it, it, in those seasons, Patty, of, of trials and troubles, that's when we are fully reliant upon God. Our every need, everything, our, our very next breath may be dependent upon God. There was a time that Selena and I went through a, a horrible experience in ministry, and, and, and I shared part of this before, but man, I wanted nothing to do with church. I wanted nothing to do with ministry. I was ready to quit. I told God, I said, I will not put my family through this torture, through this tor torment, through these things. But it was through those moments, it was through the, I mean, I, I called Henry Dameron and I begged him, I said, give me a job. And he said, I ain't giving you no job, you're a pastor. I said, give me a job, Henry Dameron. And he was like, I ain't giving you a job, you're a pastor. I wanted a job to run. God grew our faith. I believe God desires to make something in our life that, that, that is currently what we call a trial. He, he's, he's using that to transform us into in molding us into making us who he wants us to be. That's why it's important that we go through trials. It's why it's important that we don't give up in the middle of a trial. That's why we have so many weak Christians. We quit. Time, I, 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 seriously. We, it, times get hard and we quit and we don't come forever and then we come back and then the very first trial we quit again. That's church people in a nutshell. When the times get tough, we stop. True growth takes place in your life in those seasons. And I don't like those seasons. Nobody likes those seasons. When, ladies, when you gave birth, nobody, you, I know you didn't like those nine months. Your bodies did things that I didn't even think was possible in those nine months. Like my wife was this big around except here. And she was like this big around there. And I was like, how in the world does a body even possibly do that? And then how do you give birth to a conehead blue lizard? And here she comes and he comes at the same time. 
through that transformation, through that process. Now we have that. He's just looking there like, what did he just say? Paul says that our trials produce endurance. And then he says that that endurance, that perseverance, it gives us character. And then he said that our character helps us find hope. And our hope is is salvation through Jesus Christ. Church, God gives what this world cannot. Paul mentions one thing in particular at the very beginning of this passage in Romans chapter 5. And I think it's something that we we just kind of skip over and I think it's really important. Peace. The Bible says that we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ did for us. Nate, he stood in your place. David, he stood in your place. Adam, he stood in your place. Karen, he stood in your place. Robbie, he stood in your place. And because of that, you can have peace. Amanda, he took it upon himself, the penalty of your sins. Think about that. And I want to make it personal because I'm tired of us treating sin loosely. He stood in our place. He took our sins upon his back. Let that sink in. John chapter 20 verse 21 says, So Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you as the Father has sent me. I also send you. The resurrected Jesus says, peace be with you. Because of his sacrifice, because of the cross, we no longer have to be worried that that we're not doing enough to gain or to, to earn God's love. He loved you while you were yet a sinner. Nothing, Paul says, can separate you from the love of God. There's not no sin. There's not no, no, no thing you did, something you, who you are. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. Nothing. Nothing. You can't run from his love. Matter of fact, the psalmist said that you can run to the lowest parts of hell and his love is still there. And I believe that's why hell is going to be so, such, such torment. Because even while you're in hell, you're going to know the love of God. You're going to know that I didn't have to be here. He loved me. And yet, I put myself here. Patty, his love's not earned. It's given. For God 
so loved the world that he gave. That's what I love about the gospel. That's what I love about Christ. We're all equal at the cross. There are no privileged characters at the cross. You can have the flattest wallet or the fattest wallet, but at the cross, you're the same. You can have the biggest house or no house, and at the foot of the cross, you're the same. Do you have peace in your heart this morning? As the praise team comes, I want to ask, do you want something more? Today, in just a moment when we stand, Let's solidify ourselves in Christ. He decided years ago that you were worth dying for. He's offered us abounding grace. He's given us much more mercy than we all deserve. But it has to be accepted through faith. For it is by grace that you've been saved. Through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is a gift of God. He gave. Heads bowed, eyes closed. Many people struggle with the question, what does it mean to be saved? First of all, salvation is more than just having knowledge of who Jesus is. It's more than just accepting the fact that Jesus is is alive. It's more than, than understanding that God sent him into the world to die for our sins. It's more than that. You cannot be saved until you first confess, till you first agree with God that you are a sinner, that you're lost, and that you're in need of a Savior. Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Salvation is, you know, we, we, we've turned it in. We've, we've made it complicated. But let me tell you something this morning. Salvation takes place the very moment that you accept and embrace Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. When you totally trust 
the completed and finished work of Jesus, when you receive the fact that life and death and burial and resurrection is a full payment of your past, present, and future sins, that's when you're saved. And I don't know who I'm talking to in this room this morning, but it is not God's will that any should perish. To be saved means you're forgiven of your sins. You're justified by God through faith in Jesus Christ. You're declared not guilty. When you're saved, you've received a free gift of eternal life. You've experienced a new birth. That's why Jesus said you must be born again. And now you have a personal, intimate relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. You're delivered from the penalty of sin. You have received the finished work of Jesus Christ. You've been taken out of the kingdom of darkness and put into the kingdom of His light. And because of that, You have hope beyond the grave. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. You must receive Him to become a child of God and go to Him. It's that simple. Jesus made the way. There is no other way. There are no other exceptions. And I close here. Hebrews chapter 12. Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him who has endured such hostility by sinners against himself, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. What's holding you back this morning? What's hindering you this morning? What sin is entangling you? Right now, throw it off and run after Christ. He's throwing you a lifeline. Today's the day of salvation. If that's you and you're here this morning and you're lost and you don't know Christ, why don't you grab the hand of the person beside of you and come to this altar? Come. Come. Come on, he's throwing somebody a lifeline. I think there's more than one. You've got to take the first step, and I promise you, you make the first move, and he'll carry you the rest of the way. There's people ready to come to this altar and pray with you, love with you. Hey, it's an exciting thing. Don't make it a prideful thing. This is an exciting moment in your life. You have the opportunity to choose right now to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life.
Some of you ladies come. Come on, there's more. There comes a point you have to choose. He chose you. Why won't you choose Him? Come. Thanks for listening with us today. We hope that you have been challenged, inspired, or God has changed you somehow or in some way by what you have heard. If you would like to learn more about Fountain of Life Worship Center, find us at our website at folwc.com, on Facebook at facebook.com slash folwc, or in person. If you have a prayer request that you would like us to join in praying with you, please head to our prayer page at folwc.com slash prayer and click the image that reads prayer request. If you'd like to support this ministry, you can go to our website, folwc.com, and click Give at the top of the page. Join us every Thursday for a new podcast. Hit subscribe on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts to keep up with our most recent podcast episode. Have a great day, and God bless you all.